Hey everybody, Saul Marquez with the Outcomes Rocket. I wanna welcome you back to the podcast. And today I have the pleasure of uh, being with Dr. Trigby Thorgerson. He is Sidekick's chief executive officer and co-founder. He's an experienced physician and researcher with an engineering background. Uh, he's a great lecturer, a, a guest lecturer at Harvard and MIT on topics including data-driven health and the application of behavioral economics to lifestyle interventions. He is the current chairman of Iceland's Technology Innovation Fund and advises the country's government on innovation strategy and implementation. And I'm so excited that he's uh, with us today. With, with that, Trigvis, thank you so much for uh, being with us. Thank you for having me. It's a true pleasure. It's a true pleasure. And so, you know, let's discuss. Uh, and before we dive into Sidekick, I'd love the, the audience to get an opportunity to get to know you a little bit better. What is it that inspires your work in healthcare? I, I've always been fascinated by, by healthcare and, and medicine. My, my grandfather, who, who I was named after, was a doctor. And so I've always been passionate about this field. Um, and I worked for several years as a clinician one-on-one uh, -on -one with patients, which is is extremely rewarding. Um, and so, I, yeah, I guess I've always had that passion. But then fairly early on in my clinical career, I I, I just deeply felt that we could do better. Um, we we as doctors are so limited to prescribing medications um, and really often working downstream, putting out fires instead of preventing them. Um, and so that, that's what kind of sparked my curiosity also to look a bit further. And I, I ended up uh, adding a degree in public health where you have that preventative medicine uh, view, you know, how can we prevent the disaster instead of waiting for it to happen? And that's also where you kind of take a step up and you look beyond the one-on-one -on -one, uh, at, at bigger, uh, bigger populations uh, and really how you can make bigger groups of people healthy. You sort of started at the bedside, but then asked, how could I be preventative? How can I do this at scale? And I think that's a great transition to, to the work that you're doing now at your company, uh, Sidekick. So, so tell us a little bit about Sidekick. What do you guys do, and how are you adding value to the healthcare ecosystem? As I mentioned, you know, working as a clinician, you you you, you get the feeling that that um, there are things that we can do better. I mean, healthcare is a huge industry. We we spend somewhere between ten to twenty percent of our country's GDP on this, um, uh, and more and more every year. But nevertheless, uh, we see waiting lists going up. Um, and actually millions of people's uh, lives are lost every year because of inefficiencies in healthcare. Um, and, and so that, and to me, there are a few reasons for that. First off, that we tend to be so reactive. We wait for the disaster before we step in. Uh, we tend to be quite siloed looking at each disease um, independently as opposed to looking at the patient holistically. Um, and we are still really brick and mortar based. So most of our healthcare needs, we have to go into a brick and mortar institution, whether it's a clinic or a hospital. Um, sit down one on one with a with a, a healthcare professional um, instead of using technology. Um, and I often take the analogy of of the banking industry. This is this is how we did banking maybe 30 years ago, where you'd have to go to your brick and mortar bank to withdraw funds or whatever. But now we do maybe 99% of of our of our banking needs online, and we just go to the bank for the really complex um, stuff. And and the same is needed um, in healthcare, uh, in my view. Um, and and um, and so, so that, that's what we're doing every day. We, we are applying technology to, to be able to do all of these things, be more proactive, uh, be more holistic, um, and move so much more of healthcare into our daily lives outside of these brick and mortar institutions. Um, and maybe, you know, more specifically, what does that mean is we, we've created a yeah. digital health solution 
where on one hand you have a, an app for the patient where you as a patient, if you have a serious condition, let's say heart failure or breast cancer or IBD or something, you know, a serious condition, um, we give you all the support and information in your phone to self-manage your condition because there's always so much that you can do as an individual to, to vastly improve your outcomes. And those things can be equally uh, impactful as medication. So that, that's what we deliver through your, uh, through your phone. Um, and, we've, um, and I think it's also because our company is founded by two clinicians, myself and my co-founder, Sam. We were both uh, working with patients at the time. Um, and we knew that most people in healthcare don't have one, but multiple conditions going on at the same time. So we, we felt we shouldn't uh, develop a point solution, but really a platform, uh, a holistic platform, both for the patient and their care team and use that platform to then build out a whole range of therapies. And so now there are over 20 conditions that we, that we can um, work towards and, and support patients with, and we can even tie them together into one patient journey. So if you have breast cancer and diabetes and anxiety, we tie that together into one patient journey for you. Um, and in terms of the value that this creates for the patient, we improve, uh, many of our studies have shown significant improvements in patient symptoms um, between 25, 40, 50% improved symptoms. Um, and for our customers like health insurance companies and pharma companies, we've been able to show, of course, both uh, improved patient outcomes, but also thousands of dollars per patient per year in, in uh, cost of care savings, um, better um, satisfaction, you know, patient satisfaction um, and such. So, so it's, it's about improving patient outcomes and making more efficient use of resources in healthcare. Just uh, curious about you know, the inputs then, you know, are, is it, is it inputs into the app or, or are you guys also integrating wearables and nearables Absolutely. as part of the platform? <clears throat> Absolutely. As, as part of that platform, we basically take any data source, uh, that, that we can get our hands on in, in that sense. So, so nice. any type of wearable that is relevant, um, and as well as patient reported outcomes, all of this comes together to allow us to assess your, uh, assess your situation. Um, and. I mean, just a, I think a good example of how this actually works in real life. Um, recently, one of our, our clients told the story of, uh, with the patient's permission, of a story of a 40-year-old male who, who was dealing with serious cancer. Um, and, and because of the cancer, he's receiving immunotherapy that suppresses his immune system. So he's extremely vulnerable to any type of infection. Mm. Um, but because his insurance company was working with us, he got access to our platform. Um, and through the platform, what um, uh, one day our our platform flagged that something didn't really look right. Um, his nurse had a look, um, and within a couple of hours, he was in the hospital, um, diagnosed with a, a bacterial infection in his bloodstream. Um, and so he got immediate IV mm -hmm. antibiotics and was able to you know, uh, get over that quite fast. But he hadn't realized how serious it was, and he had planned to stay home for one or two more days. And you can imagine uh, in that state with a suppressed immune system and a bacterial infection in your blood, uh, that can rapidly become, within hours, fatal, uh, or you would end up in the hospital in much worse state and probably needing, you know, intensive care uh, treatment. So, to me, that's a great example of how we can step more upstream, uh, address things uh, earlier, uh, and get much better outcomes uh, through that. And so, in that particular instance, was it a combination of of Vital signs, maybe an input that led uh, led that case to be flagged to somebody, and then does does is there a clinician behind it, or is it a clinical team that that works for a, for an institution? We have different types of setups. Uh, in in this particular case, 
it, yeah. it was the patient reported outcome because he, he uh, because of the seriousness of his condition, he filled out uh, yes. a, you know, a few questions on his symptoms every day. This was flagged in the system. And on the other side, you had a nurse from the insurance company that was monitoring. And so that, that was the setup in that case. Got it. In other cases, it's your nurse from your provider, or in other cases, it's, it's someone from our staff. So it sounds like it's very flexible. Yeah, it is. And, and I think that's also, also because um, we approach this, no, having worked for years in, in a clinical setting, you, you have to have a bit of flexibility. Uh, in some cases, it's, just, it's not feasible to change the workflow of the, the care team. And so you have to support them either by us doing it or your insurance company doing it. And so and that, that's, I think that's one of the most important parts of my job, having been in this business for 10 years, is knowing where the market is ready. Um, where where are people ready to adopt and and, and adapting, I guess, uh, our offering to to the readiness of the market. And 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 so when you think about the work that you guys are doing at Sidekick, what would you say is different or better? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think the the number one thing that that sets us apart, in my view, is is the fact that we um, have built this uh, broad platform approach. Um, again, because from day one we knew we had we we couldn't tie together. Uh, neither a patient, so if you think about a patient that has two, three conditions going at, on at the same time, there's no way they can tie together two, three different point solutions. They have to have one solution in their problem that, that just covers their needs. Um, and the same goes for our, our, our B2B customers, whether it's a large insurance company, a pharma company, or provider, there's really no realistic way to tie together all these point solutions. Many of them black boxes, you don't really see what's going on. Um, and so to, to us being able to offer a holistic platform, both for the patient and the care team, over 20 different conditions that we cover from all of these major conditions, heart diseases, metabolic, uh, women's health, inflammatory, and, and all of these major conditions, um, and being able to tie them together into one patient journey, that, that is a capability I haven't seen uh, anyone else in the market uh, offer. And that's also the reason why many of the most innovative uh, and largest um, Companies in this space are choosing our, our platform. I mean, uh, mm. uh, LMS Health, for example, is the largest health insurance company in the U.S., and they they've chosen to work with us to digitize their disease and care management, and um, which is really exciting. And, and we're seeing, re and they've been reporting on on really exciting outcomes in terms of uh, better uh, patient symptoms, uh, reduced um, hospital admissions, and, and such. And so, really exciting to see that. And at the same time, also working with uh, the largest pharma companies in the world, like Eli Lilly and Pfizer and, and others. So I'd say, and, and this is because of the broadness of the platform, also, of course, just the, the quality as, as measured by our, our, our clinical and financial results. Um, and I'd say maybe a third element is also uh, uh, our behavioral approach. So when I, when I studied my, uh, sorry, when I studied my public health um, degree, I mm -hmm. did that at the Harvard School of Public Health. And I... My, my mentor there, Professor Ichiro Kawachi, um, he taught us about this field that I hadn't heard about before uh, called behavioral economics, which is a super fascinating field that combines research in psychology and economics to really understand how we function as human beings and how we make our imperfect uh, decisions every day. Uh, and when it comes to our, our health, there are hundreds of decisions that we make, mostly without knowing uh, every, every day. Um, and and we all think we're quite rational, but really it turns out we aren't. And maybe 80% of our choices are controlled by our emo emotional pleasure-seeking centers. And so um, all the way yeah. from day one, we've really made sure that we design our solution also with that in mind. So in a patient's hand, it, it has to be rewarding and enjoyable, even though you're dealing with a serious condition, 
it should still be in some sense rewarding, sometimes even fun. Um, and so we've brought in folks from like Candy Crush and other computer games uh, and, and consumer tech wow, companies cool. to help us uh, design for that. That's cool. I love that. That that that's very unique, uh, and and it's a combination of 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 the clinical expertise covering multiple different, uh, you know, areas, um, and and then having the resources and, and creativity to 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 really guide people in their behaviors that that helps you guys st stand out. Uh, love that. Thank you for sharing that, Jigby. And. You know, when you think about sort of the markets you cover, I know you're 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 uh, phoning in from Iceland, which is so cool. And I, you know, I was talking to uh, to I was telling you my my son this morning was telling me he wanted to go visit and and see the Northern Lights. Um, but you guys work across a lot of different areas. You work in the U.S. with some of the largest players in Europe. Tell us more about the vision there and, and what you guys are up to and who you're serving. Iceland is actually not a bad place to do business in because we're, I'd say, both culturally and geographically right in between Europe and, and, and Northern America. So, and we have dozens of flight connections in both directions every single day. So it's, it's actually a great place hmm. uh, to build up a company, I'd say. And, and we have a really good infrastructure for healthcare and healthcare research. Um, and yeah, we, we do business on both sides. So working with uh, health insurers and pharma companies, both in, in the US uh, and also in multiple countries in, in Europe. Um, and actually one exciting thing that, um, that we've also been doing on the European side is um, very recently, we, we just uh, finished an acquisition of a, a really cool company based in Germany who are doing uh, what's called prescription digital therapeutics or PDT, where where you, where you have a digital uh, treatment, uh, which with very robust clinical evidence proving that it works, um, and it's regulated just like uh, any other drug or any other treatment. Um, so it's regulated as a as a as a therapeutic intervention, um, and in this PDT space is, is has been, I'd say, uh, maturing both in the U.S. and, and Europe for several years, um, um, and it's been moving fairly slowly. But I'd say this year. Um, it's really taking off, and I'd say especially in Germany. Uh, the, a few years ago, Germany created a new infrastructure for for these digital treatments called DICA, um, and this year they are expecting between 150 and 200,000 prescriptions for these types of therapies in that market. So it's really beyond uh, a small pilot market. It's really growing, um, and this company uh, called Atier um, is the biggest company in that space with a really uh, strong product uh, for obesity, uh, showing best-in-class outcomes in terms of weight loss uh, in that market. Um, and we were so fortunate to be able to acquire them and, and join forces with them um, and really scale scale our solutions into that uh, DECA market uh, and, and, and beyond because there are other companies in Europe that are, are preparing for the same. So that's quite exciting. Congratulations on that. Uh, so, so going from a platform to now also offering digital therapeutics as solutions, it's sort of, um, you know, with the digital therapeutics, Trigby, I'm curious about it. Like, do you, do you think of them as, as kind of in that bucket of behavioral economics supported by clinical research? What do you, what do you think? Uh, give me your thoughts on that. I think that comes close to describing at least a big part of it. And then maybe if I take a step back when, when I think about, so I always approach this as a clinician, how can I create the maximum clinical value for my patients? Because that, at the end of the day, creates um, financial benefits and value for my customers, like insurance companies and 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 others who are really just in the business of creating health. Um, 
And, and so if I think about how can I, um, with my digital health solution, create clinical value, it's, I, I put it in three buckets. So the first bucket is patient self-management. Like I mentioned earlier on today, um, we as patients, uh, we can, uh, there are always things that we can do that can fundamentally improve our, our health outcomes. And, and this, these can be equally impactful as, as drugs. And it's really important to realize. And so, so self-management is super big. The second bucket is adherence, uh, adherence to your medication, but also to your care plan, you know, showing up for your checkups and screenings and blood tests and such. Um, and uh, unfortunately, about only about 50% of people adhere with their, with their medication, for example. If a doctor prescribes a drug, about 50% of people drop off. And uh, it's been estimated that mm -hmm. 300,000 people die every year because of that, just in Europe and, and the US. Um, and so, so that's a huge area that we can uh, do better. And the third area is remotely connecting you with the care team for remote monitoring and remote uh, interaction and support. All these three buckets can, can create a lot of clinical value. Uh, PTT or, or prescription digital therapeutics, I put mostly in that first bucket where we look at, you know, what is the self-management part that you can do as a patient and we apply really rigorous ways, you know, making sure that we comply with clinical guidelines. Um, and then we use behavioral economics as one of the tools to, to help you make those behavioral changes because it's always, that part is always about making some changes to your behavior. We all know that's tricky, um, very tricky maybe. Yep. Um, and so whatever we can do to help nudge you and support you and reward you for that, um, we use those tools. And behavioral economics is a fascinating toolbox uh, that I can help there. Thanks for sharing your, your philosophy on digital therapeutics. Uh, it's a growing field. And folks, uh, um, check out Sidekick. They're doing some incredible work. The recent acquisition in Germany of, uh, what was the company name you guys acquired, Jigby? Company's name uh, is Aetir, uh, um, and the and product, okay. the, their, their product on the market now is called Zanario, which is for obesity. And there's another product coming out next year for diabetes. Um, but now, Amazing. now that company is, is becoming our PDT arm, we call it Sidekick RX because it's our, our prescription uh, arm, and so wow. it's a fantastic team. They built a fantastic product and and are, are you know share our passion for uh, for this field. That's great. Well, I love to see how the company is evolving and direction you guys are going. Just to to provide that that all encompassing solution uh, to 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 the people that need it the most, obviously through through their payers. Uh, and so this is fantastic. You know, if you had to point to one healthcare trend or technology that's going to change healthcare as we know it today, what would you say it is? Maybe I'm biased, but I, I would just have to look at the the, the whole digital health field, really, uh, because, again, thinking as a doctor, I believe I, I fundamentally believe that within a few years, let's say three, five, seven years, it's it's going to become uh, unacceptable to exit your doctor's office if you have a serious condition without a digital strategy as part of your treatment plan. I think it's absolutely not going to make any sense. And so, um, and, and, and I think this is going to fundamentally change how we deliver healthcare. It's going to save millions of lives every year. It's going to help us use our valuable resources in healthcare so much more efficiently. Um, and, and, and I think we're going to look back and, and it's going to, it's going to be mind blowing how we got by without all of that. And so, uh, I think it's going to be black and white, really, how, how we deliver healthcare in a few years with all of these technologies. That they're already here now. It's more about implementing and scaling them. So, so that, that that's the big trend that that I'm excited. Of course, there are sub trends with more and more wearables, which just give us more and more data. Uh, of course, the new AI models, which just help make all of this more efficient and and 
and all of that. But the, the, the big trend is just really implementing and scaling digital health as part of your treatment plan. That's what gets me excited. And I think, uh, you know, folks, the, 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 you know, the same applies for your sales and your marketing strategy in the work that you're doing. If you're not thinking digitally, you're going to get left behind. Uh, so, so I love that. It's such a great, great point. Look, we're here at the end. Um, this has been such a fascinating uh, discussion. Uh, so, so talk to us. What, what, what would you want the listeners to take away from today's discussion if you had to choose one thing? Again, I'd go back to, uh, you know, just stay tuned and stay open to to the possibilities that, that digital can provide to healthcare. Just really from a clinician, clinical perspective, there's so much health that we can create, so much value in the system that we can create. Um, you know, join us, help us uh, accelerate that trend. Um, of course, we're always happy to work with, whether it's pharma companies, health insurance companies, providers, co-innovate, co-learn, sometimes co-fail, and then we then we we tweak. Because uh, it, it is a journey. It takes takes time to innovate and to scale a new type of treatment. We've we've been distributing um, small molecule drugs as part of, of health plans or and, uh, and treatment plans for 150 years. And we're just getting started um, delivering this new generation of, of therapies uh, into healthcare. And, and that, that's exciting. Outstanding. And and then if people wanted to get in touch with you. Or your company? Yeah. How do they do that? Our company is is sidekickhealth.com. That's our website. And then uh, on LinkedIn, both Sidekick Health and myself, Trigo Thorgerson, uh, definitely follow us, contact us, uh, and reach out. Amazing. Well, folks, there you have it. Dr. Trigby Thorgerson from Sidekick. Certainly make sure you check out the show notes for ways to get in touch and learn more. Uh, Dr. Thorgerson, uh, this has been awesome. I've enjoyed our discussion and certainly looking forward to staying in touch with you. Absolutely. Likewise. Thank you as well.